Russia invaded Ukraine on Wednesday in a combined kinetic and cyber attack. By 6 a.m. London time Thursday, the FTSE 100 and Hang Seng indices were down about 3% each and oil was up 8%. As reported in the Wall Street Journal, even with strong job and wage growth, as well as rising home and stock market values, consumers told Gallup in a recent poll that they feel as bad as they did in the financial crisis year of 2009. Inflation is a leading cause of the malaise. In this edition of Commerce Code, Simplifying Payments for Field Service Providers, a conversation with David Gianetto at WorkWave. Dan Carell here, and this is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us for insights into the evolving world of digital commerce. England lifted all COVID-19 restrictions on Thursday after two years of public health precautions. While critics say the move comes too early, other countries like Denmark have already acted, with others like Germany poised to make similar moves in March. Australia, one of the most aggressive among nations in its response to COVID-19, opened to vaccinated tourists this week. For some perspective on this, according to the Johns Hopkins COVID tracker, the seven-day average for hospitalizations in the U.S. peaked in late January at 159,000. It now stands at 56,000. For context, the pandemic low was 16,000 in July of 2021, and the pandemic high point for hospitalizations before Omicron was January of 2021 at 137,000. Recent improvements in hospitalizations and deaths bode well for humans and for the economy, but epidemiologists have their eyes on a recent Omicron variant, dubbed BA2 which is more transmissible and, they fear, may be more harmful than the first version. We'll wait and see, of course, and we will continue to adapt socially and economically. Many areas of the economy are still strong, as the pandemic has ushered in a wave of new business launches worldwide. We discussed this in a few earlier episodes of Commerce Code, and entrepreneurs can launch new businesses only if the infrastructure is there to support them. That's what today's conversation is about. Today on the show, we'll learn more about payment simplification for small businesses by speaking with David Gianetto at WorkWave. WorkWave provides field service software and solutions, and they had a strong 2021. When I say field service, just think in terms of anyone who would come provide services to your home or your office, so landscaping, pest control, that sort of thing. These are the kinds of businesses that entrepreneurs can launch pretty easily. One of the many services WorkWave provides to its customers is payment processing. And that's a big part of my conversation today with David. David, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Commerce Code. Olympic season happens to be right now. Uh, Are you following anything in particular? Hi, Dan. It's good to be with you. I was actually in Telluride, Colorado for the opening ceremony. So it was really great to hang out at a tiny little place there in town called The Lounge and watch the opening ceremony. They actually have somebody in the snowcross race from Telluride competing. So it was a cool vibe. So I mostly follow the jumping and anything that's more dramatic. Great. I'm sitting here in Minnesota, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, and we obviously have a little more than our fair share of the Winter Olympic folks. And so we're trying to follow all of our local talent. So, well, look, thank you for having this conversation with us. And we want to just turn our attention to contactless payments. Just to frame this up, I'd love to get your perspective as a leader in an organization that's just deeply involved in this. At the start of the pandemic, contactless payments skyrocketed, companies kind of scrambling to adapt to those changes pretty quickly. From your perspective, how can integrating contactless payments continue to increase cash flow, you know, even maybe after the pandemic? 
Well, it really is at the heart of cash flow. And we go way back to a very simpler beginning of contactless payment, which is having credit cards on file. The need to go out every single time for every transaction in a recurrent type of service environment where we specialize really does drag down the ability to flow cash through an organization. So having the card on file, automatically building that card on file to us has always been the very foundation. When you start to apply some of the more recent day solutions, pay by SMS, people love any of your contactless card and hand type solutions. Overall, it adds up to a type of convenience that the consumer is really looking for. They've gotten used to so many different ways to pay, most of them being contactless now at the point of sale. That is just what they expect from an interaction with any of our customers across any of the industries that we service. I think it was a pharmacy drive through where I recently, and I think for the first time, had a sort of in-person purchase experience where they said, hey, can we just put it on the card that we have on file? And of course, I said, yes, you know, I mean, it's so much, so much better. It is quite normal now, even in retail environments that they'll store your card on file. And it's both greater convenience for the consumer, but it is also really a way for the retail provider to build a better relationship with the consumer. Absolutely. Just makes life that much easier. And it did feel like there was kind of a reason to come back, you know. So WorkWave is a key player in the field service industry. And it's sort of one of those industries that has had to adapt, you know, with improving their fintech. What do you think the future of payments looks like in the field service industry? Yeah, it's quite a bit broader than payments. We were the first payment facilitator, what we call the independent software vendor payment facilitator in the industry. And now we're one of the bigger ones in the country. And we did start with payments, but our view now is really around this concept of embedded finance and how do you introduce different financial instruments to your customers that give them an advantage. So everything from credit cards, loans, insurance, loyalty programs, banking, all of these concepts bundled together into payments because we're looking at all the different ways that money flows into and out of our customers. And how do we use our consolidated buying power in order to give our customers an advantage, giving them those advantages so they win because we're helping improve their profitability and the way they operate. And we win because it creates you know much tighter relationships with our customers and greater loyalty. The cloud is an important part of what you're doing. So how does cloud-based software play in here and change the game for you and what you're able to deliver to your customers? Yes, we're fully in the cloud. And it's the cloud that really makes it all work behind the scenes because it's a platform that we're controlling. We can manipulate how our software works with it. And it removes all that responsibility from our customers. Our customers are field service providers. So they're out in the field, they're doing treatments in consumers' homes and in commercial facilities. That's what they specialize in. That's what they understand. If we had to rely on them to build consistent IT infrastructures in all the 10,000 companies that we service, it would be impossible to get a consistency in that infrastructure where we could build any solution that would work at scale. So the cloud is like the thing that makes it all work behind the scenes because we're controlling it. We can standardize the software to work in that environment. So David, you've already started talking a little bit here about what WorkWave does and how it does it. But 
for our audience that might not be as familiar, WorkWave has been honored Best New Product of the Year SMB at the 2021 Best in Biz Awards and has done some great things. But can you give us kind of plain English what WorkWave does and how you got started in doing that? So WorkWave is the leading provider of software and software-related solutions to field service organizations. And we help our customers grow their business, service their customers, and maximize their money. We are really steeped in an understanding of what these service organizations need. And for most of them, we really serve as a very close business partner. And because we are the market leader in these industries, we work very closely with the industries to figure out what are the right innovations that walk the fine line between being just too creative, too far out there, that they don't create a real tangible benefit to our customers. When we became a payment facilitator back in 2019, we were the first one supporting any of these industries to ever do that. There was a lot for us to figure out, and there were a lot of questions on why would WorkWave want to do that. But it was the foundation necessary to improve the payments functionality that they wanted to give their end customers when they showed up to somebody's home or their place of business. And it laid the foundation for us to be able to help them secure discounts, for example, in the supply chain and to improve the customer service because now they can call us and ask our help desk any of the questions that they have about the movement of their money. And we have complete visibility into it to help them. Whereas before they had to go out to processors and a bunch of other folks that weren't tied directly into the software. David, one of the, I think, positive characteristics of the pandemic has been the sheer entrepreneurialism that it has released in the U.S. and elsewhere of people simply starting new businesses and figuring it out. I wonder if you feel like you've seen that because you support sectors that to me look like places where a person, group of people, a family might say, hey, let's give this a shot. But you're providing some of the complex stuff that, you know, that they might struggle with, but then they find WorkWave and they say, oh, geez, this is going to be easier than we thought. I mean, is that story roughly right? And have you seen a fair bit of new activity in the pandemic? What we saw when the pandemic hit back in March of last year was that the leadership of a company in the service space, they either shuttered their doors right away because they just felt like there was going to be so much change coming. But the vast majority of folks that work in the service industries that we support really embraced that change. The pandemic forced them to think more broadly and what additional services could they be offering. They really started thinking more creatively about how they could grow their business and WorkWave, I think is a good partner for companies that are very growth oriented because they can come to us and within our set of solutions that are fully integrated, they can focus on growing their business and then servicing the customers they get. And then what is that doing to their profitability and the movement of their money? Because then they fuel their growth with that increased cash flow that they might get. So it really works in a very solid and fluid life cycle that once a company starts heading in the direction, whether it's triggered by the pandemic or not, they can start to multiply multiply that success of growth and trigger that life cycle over and over and over. And the pandemic certainly weeded out those that were very growth oriented from those that weren't. Last question for you. Thinking about the way that you handle money and help your customers with money, what are you excited about that you think you'll be able to do in the next couple of years for them? What do you think is going to change in a way that improves what you're able to do? I believe there's a rule in business that you really can't violate. And that is that the company that is closest to the customer should own the customer relationship. And the change that you're seeing in payments right now is really allowing a company like WorkWave, which is closest to our customers, to take control of that. So we're going to be able to bundle all that together and start to give them a real, true monetary advantage to moving their money through one consistent infrastructure that WorkWave provides, and then layering 
layering on top of that, the revolving credit, the loans that they need, any type of loans, insurance, even banking. If you can bundle all those together and tie that tightly through integration into the way they're working day in and day out, then you're making them not just more efficient in their operation, but more efficiently moving money through their company. And that gives them the flexibility to use that money really in whichever way they want to use it. But most of the time, our customers are using it in order to drive growth because future growth is the thing they care about and you need good cash flow and you need a good monetary position to be able to drive growth effectively. That's a great reflection on where you're headed and what you're able to do for customers. David, thank you so much for joining us today on Commerce Code. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Thank you, Dan. Coming right up, Swan Rentals. Canadian geese, like Canadian humans, are fine from a distance, pleasant even. But in groups, they're rowdy and messy, and they have a bad attitude. The geese, I mean. Well, the humans too. Have you ever been to a hockey game? There's poop everywhere. That, I mean the geese. Not the hockey players in my experience, anyway. Um, look, I've admitted to being Canadian on this podcast before, so I can say these things. Self-deprecation is our love language. Anyway, swan rental. I spent 15 years bouncing around to the world's corporate headquarters, uh, many of which have lovely manicured lawns and man-made ponds. That particular setup is nearly universal at the many corporate headquarters in the Chicago suburbs. And there's nothing a Canada goose likes better than a good man-made pond. The folks who cut the grass, and to be sure, those who may walk on it, do not appreciate the Canada geese, however, since they poop absolutely everywhere. So... I'm standing in the Motorola headquarters about 10 years ago, looking out a giant plate glass window at a lovely scene involving no Canada geese, just two giant white swans floating placidly around Lake Motorola. I don't really know if that's the name of that lake, but it should be. Normally, a scene like this would involve a few dozen Canada geese and a lot of goose poop. So I said to the Motorola executive next to me, hey, I love these swans. And he says, yeah, we rent them from the swan rental guy. I'm telling this story because... I love creative entrepreneurs, and they're the kinds of businesses WorkWave supports with software and payment systems. WorkWave really facilitates the growth of the economy by making it easier to start a business like this. So, who's the swan rental guy, and what the heck is he doing? It turns out that the mute swan, a big 30-pound bird native to Europe, is vicious and territorial. Canada geese are terrified of these things. So, if you've got a couple mute swans in your pond, the Canadians never show up, and everybody's happy. Everyone except for the Canada geese, I guess, but I'm pretty sure that there are plenty of swanless ponds nearby, and that's called market opportunity if you're the swan rental guy. So the swan rental guy's website says he will deliver swan pairs same day on Delta Airlines and supplement with a trained border collie visit if you feel the need for a little extra muscle to really lean on those damn Canadians. This podcast isn't here to plug businesses of any particular kind, but I just love this so much. If you're plagued by pooping Canadians and want to lay down the law, just look up Knox, Swan, and Dog. They're based in the Chicago suburbs, and they'll get you squared away. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. And for goodness sake, take care of those Canada geese. God bless. This is Dan Carell signing off.